Hello listeners, it is just Teacher Ing Ong in today and we're talking about the Grade 9's um, final creative writing projects, their persona writing, their selfless writing project. And I figured that the best way for um, us to enjoy each other's writing and to learn from each other's writing is to create this add-on podcast episode for the season um, in which we are going to do just that, just what I said. We're going to read some of the best work from their selfless writing activity in which they introduced their um, writing and poetic personas to me and also it's a great way to learn from each other. Now I will keep everything completely anonymous I will not reveal who wrote what. However, um, listeners feel free to try to guess which grade 9 student wrote what. I think it's very obvious for some, might be harder for others, but uh, especially if you have a crush on someone in this class um, you can listen to their writing and try to guess um um, what your crush wrote that would be um, something fun to do or even if you don't have a crush if any of your friends are in this class um, or if you yourself are a grade 9 student listening to this um, it would be fun to try to guess um, whose work is whose and so we're gonna go through um, particularly the Billy Collins lessons that we learned in the first quarter and we're going to see and we're going to really learn how they should be applied to your writing and um we'll go through each category we'll read several of your of your writings okay um several of your projects to really see how billy collins lessons can be applied and how even it can be lacking in some of your work and how to improve that and i figured that the best way um for me to really teach you and to correct you in the errors or the flaws in your writing since none of us are perfect writers yet um there are going to be corrections and there are going to be tips and um i i had to find a way to improve your writing and i think the best way to do that is to give you um good good examples as well okay um i think the best way to correct writing is to further expose you to good writing and one thing i really miss um doing in the classroom that we can't do or that is harder to do um now that we're online for this year is to take up music it's something we did um at the end of every quarter we took up at least two songs um and I really miss doing that with the new schedule and the new format of our lessons for this year. Um, it's harder for me to do that. However, um, I found a way to do that. Um, and it is through this podcast episode. So along with this podcast episode, there will also be a Spotify playlist. And uh, for every piece of writing that I'm going to read and that I'm going to correct, I'm going to kind of diagnose what the problem of that piece of writing was and our cure for it or our medicine for it um, will be a song okay so there is going to be a spotify playlist link um in this um in the description of this podcast episode so that when after you listen to the podcast you can also listen to the songs that kind of will help 
cure the writing problem within each piece. Okay, you can also listen to it simultaneously, meaning um you're go you can um listen to this section of the podcast and then afterwards you can listen to the songs that I recommended um, so you can go back and forth between the podcast episode and the Spotify playlist or you can also listen to the full podcast episode and then listen to the full playlist it's up to you however i will section this off so that um after i recommend the songs you can pause the podcast episode go to the spotify playlist and listen to the songs learn from the songs because your songs are really just modern day poetry um i read somewhere um where I, I, I know I watched it somewhere where um, a character said that poetry is for sad people and music or songs are for happy ones. Um, uh, it was a quote where the character said that sad people like poetry, happy people like songs. However, I think there's a lot of very sad songs that disprove this quote. Um, but poetry and songs really go hand in hand you can learn how to write poetry by listening to music and i love that this is still a way for me to share some of my favorite songs with with you guys because you can really learn from it and it really can transform you to better writers But let's get started, no? So the first real thing in the rubrics for this project or the first lesson that we learned from Billy Collins was um, that poetry is about the love of strangers. It is emotions without embarrassment. And I'm not going to talk about this too much. I describe it in the lectures, no? I explain this in the lectures. But basically, to be a poet, you have to be brave. And I'm going to read two um, two pieces um, from the great nine students again it's gonna be anonymous um that i think were they were very very good they they accomplished several of the other lessons of billy collins however this is where they were a little bit weak in um it wasn't brave enough and um what as i read through it i think you will get the sense that the writers they are holding back they are not fully opening up their hearts to the readers and as a reader i felt that and um i want us to learn from how beautiful the writing is but also to learn from the flaws in that it does feel like something was held back there was still a little bit of embarrassment in it so let's read through it learn from it identify it diagnose it and then we're gonna treat it with two songs as well so let's read the first piece each one of us has stories of our own how you decide the first and last chapter of your own story is completely up to you. My story just starts with an ordinary guy who just wants to be like everyone else. How does your story begin? In our stories throughout life, we each feel things that make us human. Things like happiness, sadness, anger, and love, each of those make us all human. In our stories, we meet new people, some good and some bad. Some become friends and some become foes. These bonds we create through life is something we each should hold dear. Throughout our own stories, we'll feel all these things and they may change us in some way, making us stronger or sometimes in different ways. 
all these things until our very last chapter, some may end unexpectedly, not being able to complete their own story and some being able to finish the last word of their stories. And that's the story called Life. I think it's a very beautiful piece. I think that it's written well. Um, however, it does feel like something is being held back. Um, there is not enough emotion in it. Although it's a beautiful message, it doesn't feel personal enough. It needs to be braver. And that's my number one comment for this. It's not brave enough. Um, here's another one which is braver um, and I think did a better job with it. So this is the second piece we are reading for this um, lesson of Billy Collins about poetry being um, love for strangers and emotions without embarrassment. And this second piece actually does have love for strangers in it very well. During one rainy school day, he woke up after his dented alarm rang for the fourth time. He walks as slow as a turtle towards the pitch-black bathroom. It took him three minutes to find the light switch hidden away in the dark. As he turned on the shower, he stayed two feet away from it and stuck his arm out to feel the water's temperature. But once he touched it, his body had chills all over. He then waited five minutes to gather up the courage to shower with the ice-cold water. After that, he had his breakfast. He went in his car. The sound of the rain started to get louder, and for some reason, it was like a melody to him. He then fell asleep to the sound of the loud yet soothing sound of rain. Once he arrived in school, he always had a very menacing look on his face that made students wary of him. He also had a very distinct way of talking, which made him sound very mad most of the time. Some called him boring, some say he was grumpy, and some might even say he was emo. The students say that he was apathetic and only thought of himself. During lunch, he goes out of the empty classroom of which everyone already left apart from him. As he walks, looking down on the dry, rocky path, he feels sorrow in the air. He then sees a crying child getting bullied. He glares at the crying child, although his face says he's apathetic. His heart says otherwise. His heart felt the sorrow the child had and even imagined himself in that position. However, his body stays paralyzed and his mind puzzled on how to act. Six minutes passed and he stood there paralyzed on if he should interfere. After a long time, someone came to stop the bullies. After he saw this, he joined in as well to lecture the kids about bullying and to comfort the crying child. Everyone had thought that he was a scary and grumpy man, but in reality, he was just a boy with a gentle and warm heart. His name was you. All right, so I love this piece. I love um, how... We are given both the external but also the internal look at this persona. I like that he is misunderstood. I think that the writer described um, this sense of being misunderstood very well. Um, I love that we see how big of a heart this this persona has. All right, and. It, it's a very good piece. I just think that it could have been taken to the next level. So there was a love of strangers, no? And especially in seeing the kid getting bullied and the, the feelings he felt when he saw the child getting bullied. Um, I, I also really like that he wasn't the one who stopped the bully. He wanted to be the kind of guy who would stop the bullies, but someone else does it. Um, but I do think that... Um, 
in ending it by him lecturing the kids about bullying and comforting the crying child, we lose that sense of he wants to be a better man. He is misunderstood. He does have a big heart. But he does also want to be the kind of man who shows that through his actions. All right? And so I do feel like um, the writer needs to be more extreme needs to needs to show off the flaws of his persona more i would have wanted even a little bit of guilt that he wasn't the one who stopped the bullies even though he did the care and it did hurt his heart um it would have been cool if he felt guilt you know, how come if i'm feeling these things why am i not the one who's stopping this from happening um that would have been really cool um and so i think it is still a little bit of a lack of um emotions without embarrassment and you should be braver guys especially since you're writing through personas your personas can be braver than you are your personas can be more honest than you are um when you write okay because you're not you are writing as yourself but remember your persona is not exactly the same as the real you okay it's a more poetic version of yourself and so i do think you can be braver when you write poetry um so those are the two pieces for this particular lesson and what are my songs for this one so since this is really about being brave i chose two of the bravest songs i know and um they are brave because of how vulnerable um they are good um these are some of the most there these songs are almost painful to listen to because of how emotionally vulnerable um the singers and the songwriters really are good so the first one is georgia by vance joy um again it's gonna be in the spotify playlist so you can listen to that now okay georgia by vance joy where it's just it's a painful song um that talks about how um the songwriter and the singer because um vance joy is a singer songwriter he makes himself very emotionally vulnerable and he gets hurt because of it he kind of opens up and he's ashamed that he opened up and his opening up is painful to him and he feels guilty about opening up because he's scared that now the only emotion the woman he loves feels for him is pity um when he doesn't want pity he wants um he wants her to love him back okay so it's a it's a very painful song it's a very brave song i'm also samson by regina specter it's um she wrote this for her friend who was um dying of cancer and it's it's a heartbreaking song no and again the thing the cool thing about poetry and about literature is that the more vulnerable you make yourself the stronger you appear and the braver you appear um and so i think these two songs are perfect for that so again if this is what you struggle with with your writing if you feel like you're too easily embarrassed by your emotions when you write um you listen to these songs and in seeing them being brave you yourself will become brave as well again georgia by vance joy and samson by regina specter check it out in the spotify playlist listen to it um these are actually two songs that we would have taken up if we were having class face to face um so i hope you enjoy it all right
The next lesson of Billy Collins I want to talk about is the subject you start with and the subject you discover along the way. So it's something in poetry, guys, know where you start off with a specific subject. However, you you end it in a different way. All right? And several of you did this very well. Um, one of you wrote about um, a kaleidoscope. And in writing about the kaleidoscope, you applied this so well, Gidna. It in the end you you did transform it. Um, similar to how Billy Collins talked about the lanyard, um, and transformed it by the end of the poem. He starts off with the word lanyard and he ends with something different. Or even in Death of a Hat, where he starts off with a history of the hat and he ends it with his father. Um, one of you did that with a kaleidoscope, which is very, very interesting. Um, it was clear that you understood this lesson very, very well. All right. And um, the one I'm going to read in front of you is um, really cool because I also noticed, guys, that um, I think some of the guys in this class had a hard time being poetic but also being masculine. Um, sometimes we can see poetry as um, not really being a masculine thing, which I think is completely wrong. Good. I, I think that's such a wrong thing that um, emotional vulnerability doesn't mean it isn't masculine or it isn't manly. I actually think it takes a very manly man in order to show his heart off and to write about his feelings. And I think emotional vulnerability ought to be something we give to or we ascribe to strong men. It takes strength in order to be vulnerable. And um, this next one i think wrote a very manly piece that also showed a lot of heart so i'm going to read it out loud now i would like to introduce you now to the other half of me that comes out only once in a blue moon in the year 1007 there was much tension between the nations of eurasia and there lived a man named defendius he was a well-respected knight stationed at the front guard of the land of Estonia. He was loved by all his comrades, and he loved them just as much. He was the type of man who would do almost anything for his comrades. He swore an oath never to hurt anyone. One fateful day, the Latvian army attacked, and there to greet them all stood Defendius, only wielding a shield. Naturally, his comrades wielded weapons such as bows, spears, and swords. On the other side of Defendius's shield, he looked fierce and impenetrable. His shield was twice as large as a regular one and twice as thick. No arrow could pierce it. No sword could slash it, and no spear could penetrate it. But behind the shield and under his helmet, he was trembling, and sweat rolled down the side of his face. His palms were sweaty and could barely hold on to his shield. He was human, after all. The Latvians started their advance and were met by Defendius's huge shield. Because of the protection that Defendius provided, the Latvian army was completely wiped out, and the casualties of Estonia were kept to a minimum. Even so, Defendius gnashed his teeth and his face was crumpled and his eyes were filled with rage and he screamed in agony. Since then, nobody has seen Defendius. Legends say that in the darkest of times and when he is needed the most, he will return, having broken his oath with no regard for human life, both an unstoppable force and an immovable object. Okay, so 
this was really really good um persona writing um you applied the character tips very very well um where he does seem like this unstoppable force but then you we kind of have this look at him also being vulnerable and also being afraid that was such a good um shift of perspective i also love this so so much because it feels very inspired by beowulf it feels very inspired by king arthur i see a lot of inspiration taken from the literary text that we studied throughout the quarter so it's so so good um and again it does have that that manliness to it but at the same time it is really poetic and it proves that being poetic means being manly all right now my only problem with this is that the beginning of the piece um we kind of are introduced to defendius as this really badass cool character and throughout the piece we do see a more vulnerable side to him um we see the human side to him but then we end with him being a cool badass unbeatable character so there is no journey and um that's why i brought this up for the subject you start with and the subject you um discover along the way um because the way we began it is the same way we ended it and so i feel like there should have been an ending wherein um he had to transform and you did transform him throughout the piece however in the end we are in the same place we began in um as this cold unstoppable force and you kind of it, it's disconnected from the vulnerability you showed in the middle of your piece so there was no journey or, or at least it was a journey that took us back to the beginning and i wish there could have been just one extra sentence that showed us that although we are ending where we began, we ourselves are different for having gone on the journey. Because we saw him vulnerable, when we read an unstoppable force and an immovable object, we are transformed. Um, and our view is also transformed. Um, so even if it was just both an unstoppable force and an immovable object nevertheless still a human still a man that would have been nice because then it would have brought us somewhere else it would have given us another subject that we discovered along the way okay so that was a missed opportunity although i do love that piece very very much um and here's the second piece for this um um, advice, okay, um, from this lesson of Billy Collins about the subject you start with and the subject you discover along the way. So let us read our second sample for this Billy Collins lesson. The Genoa Sun Odyssey 4-3DSB was sailing across the lagoon, cutting through the clear and shiny waters. The sun shone with no care in the world, while a few seabirds were soaring through the sky. A few meters away from where she was standing, the waves were calm. As the tourist looked down, she noticed different species of fishes surrounding the boat. The next thing that caught her eye was the orange jellyfish passing by. Its radiant color reflected the rays of the sun and its tentacles coordinating with each other. 
The tourist wore nude paper bag shorts with a white shirt. She also had a fragrant personality. The tourist had melted like chocolate skin and silk-like hair. Her height and weight was that of an average person, but what made her stand out from the rest of the people on board was the mole on the right side of her nose. As the tourist diverted her attention from the jellyfish, she noticed her destination was getting closer. She went to the bow of the boat and listened to Justin Bieber's new song. While listening to it, tears gushed out of her eyes, which made her look like a weirdo, but she didn't care. After about 15 minutes, the boat finally reached the shore of the island. A cool breeze greeted her and the waves were as calm as ever. It was the best day of her life until she spotted a green sea turtle which was stuck with plastic. Instead of going straight to the hotel, she quickly rushed to help the poor creature which was in dire need for help. She quickly grabbed her scissors and started cutting all the plastic. This lasted for around 35 minutes. When she finally freed the poor creature, it was already 6.20, so she hurriedly packed her things and went to the hotel where she stayed for the night. Okay, so I like this work. No, I love that it started off so peacefully and it ended with her saving this poor creature. All right, and... It was. I, I found it to be very poetic, although it wasn't written in an, in a flowery way. Although it wasn't um, particularly or beautifully written, it it felt poetic. It, things were described very very well, and things there was kind of a, a piece to it, and I liked that that piece was broken by this kind of this trapped creature. It felt environmental. I do feel like I got to know the persona very well also. So it was very interesting. I just feel like there wasn't a clear ending. Um, I don't like the ending of her packing her things and going to a hotel. It didn't feel like a complete story. It had a good beginning. It had a good middle. But then the end fell flat. And so particularly for this lesson, since it is about the subject you you start with and the subject you discover along the way, I do feel like because of the weak ending, there was no real subject discovered along the way, although it was very well written. So my song recommendations now in this section. Um, first of all, I wanted to start off with a manly song, especially since our first example was really it stood out to me because of how manly it was. And um, one band that does this so well, I think, where they show off vulnerability but show that vulnerability is a manly thing. Um, are the Killers? I love the Killers, and um, their songs always feel so manly, and it feels like um. It's, it's dude music good, even if it is very honest and open about emotions. Um, and the singer, Brandon Flowers, shows off his manly heart with every song good. Um, and so the song I picked for this one is um, All These Things That I've Done by The Killers. Again, you can listen to this after this section and then return to the podcast episode. Or you can listen to it after you listen to the whole thing. Um, so um, for the second piece, uh, since it was so unashamedly mentioned, Justin Bieber, it, it, it listed good. Justin Bieber's new song and how it made her persona cry. I thought that was very brave. I thought that was um, a very good application of emotions without embarrassment. Um, I'm going to give my favorite Justin Bieber song, which is Home to Mama. Um, it's by Justin Bieber and Cody Simpson. And I, I love this song. I'm not a Bieber fan at all, 
but I do love this song. Um, so feel free to listen to that. And since we are talking about um, endings with this one and how both pieces did kind of fail in the ending, I wanted to recommend a song that has a very unexpected ending. It, it's a song where the ending of it changes the whole song you're listening to it for the first time and you're you you feel a certain way about the song but when you hear the ending it completely changes your understanding of the whole song and that is a 1980s horror film by the wallows the wallows they're one of my favorite bands and um i this song has such a strong ending because it completely changes the rest of the song. So 1980s horror film by The Wallows. Again, um, you can move on in the podcast and listen to the songs later or you can put a pause on the podcast and then listen to the songs and then return. Okay, so the next lesson, guys, was... um, the Romance of Time or Carpe Diem. And this was a little bit harder to measure um, because um, as Billy Collins said, the romance of time is it's that we're running out of it. And so poetry, it should be more than just being well-written. It should make you appreciate life more and it should make you love life more. All right, and it it should make you appreciate the time you have on Earth more. Okay, um, so that's really the importance of this lesson, where something poetic isn't just because of how well written it is. It should open your eyes to something in life. Okay, um, and so I'm going to read the kaleidoscope, uh piece that I mentioned before, the one that applied the subject you discover along the way very well, I will read it out loud for you for this um, specific lesson. Kaleidoscopes are one of the most fascinating, colorful, and deceptive instruments humanity has ever invented. Why deceptive? Well, it's because when you look into the tube, you see patterns that look like they're one whole. If you know the real composition of a kaleidoscope, you know that those patterns are made up of fragments of colored glass, beads, tinsel, or any reflective material. Looking away from the poster pin to the bulletin board, I saw her across the library. A charcoal black oversized hoodie hugged her warmly, earphones dangling from the side of her backpack, a very messy bun on the top of her head, and a book in her surgeon's hands, as she would call it, that seemingly absorbed her face into its pages. Her other friends talking to her in the library were the only distractions she had while reading. As her other friends approached and talked to her while she was reading, many conversations and thoughts came into my mind. School, books, friends, family, and food took up the majority of her life. She was calm most times, but when she got angry, she tended to yell at people. If someone needed confrontation, she would be one of the first people to do so. Whenever games or activities were happening, she became so competitive and always tried hard to be the first place. Some people went to her because she was trustworthy and knew how to keep secrets well. She was part of many accepting and kind friend groups. Most of her family members knew her to be a someone confident and sure of what she believes in. She knew that she had many things others would die to have, and yet she was so uncertain and insecure. 
Whenever we have some time together, she would tell me what was going on inside her mind. She once said that it felt like she didn't know who she was. The identity that she had at that moment was only made of bits and pieces of other people's identity that she had stolen. She was afraid that if others knew this, they would think that she was fake. She feared that even though she was surrounded by many people, she couldn't trust a single person in that crowd. But even as she was so insecure, she always reassured herself that she would stay strong and in one piece until the day she died. As of that moment, she was not yet dead or in the hospital. Ultimately, she was like a kaleidoscope, even though she stole bits and pieces from other people's identity to make one for herself, she was still one piece. She stayed strong, just as the patterns in the kaleidoscope were made up of different fragments of reflective materials, so was she. I think this is a very good metaphor. I think the again the subject introduced in the beginning. Um, there is a journey, no, as you go through it, and you you discover another subject along the way. So it applied that very well. I think it was weak in the romance of time because after reading this, I didn't, I didn't love life more it was a well-written piece it's a very well um it was very very well made i appreciate um the 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 writing and it was well written most definitely well written it came from a good reader and a good writer but it didn't have the romance of time and that i didn't get that sense of carpe diem of it it didn't make me want to appreciate and live life more after reading it so that's my biggest flaw with it um that's was that was my biggest issue with it and it's something that again um that's the problem i diagnosed it with and i will treat it with songs um the songs i will recommend in this chapter are the kind that make you carpe diem it makes you seize the day um and that's something you should aim at whenever you write poetry um here's another one um i will not read the whole thing um but it, it, um, this piece was very well written also. It was about um, two groups of people, one being the humble boys and the other being the arrogant aristocrats. Okay, so <clears throat> this one was particularly about the persona written in this piece found himself in between two groups called the humble boys and the arrogant aristocrats and uh, that's a very cool way to show off a persona and showing how um he or she interacts with these two groups and kind of being in between this this war um between these two groups and it was very very well done um however it also didn't fit into the romance of time and carpe diem because um it it focused too much on the anger towards the arrogant aristocrats um the fuel of this piece good was was really hate or was really anger um and it wasn't written for love for the humble boys, okay? And that's what was really missing from it. I didn't mind the anger for the arrogant aristocrats, but I wish the love for the humble boys took over the piece, and it didn't do that. So although it was um, well done, it was well written, I do feel like it should have been written from love, and um, the writer should have focused more on... on 
the the love that he found with the humble boys and the friendship they did sincerely offer to him. So so um poems written in love will always trump and will always beat poems written in anger. Alright, so um to kind of fight this no to kind of um counter this um I recommend Guys by the 1975. It's a newer song by the 1975 and it's a beautiful beautiful song and it is one that is written in love good and then for the other problem of of how poetry should make us carpe diem it should make us seize the day um i have two songs um for us um the first one is lippy kids by elbow this song good guys is so it so feels it's slow and it's beautiful and it makes you appreciate life more good so if i don't know if you're feeling a little sad and you need and you want the song to kind of pick you up a little bit um listen to lippy kids by elbow another really great one is sing by um, my chemical romance i think that's such a carpe diem song um where it makes the listener really inspired to seize the day so lippy kids is more of an emo um feels take to it and sing by my chemical romance is more of a pump up um, g- gets your blood running and your heart beating type of song. It's my favorite My Chemical Romance song, actually. So those are my recommendations for this section. Guys by the 1975, Lippy Kids by Elbow, and I'm Sing by My Chemical Romance. And the final lesson, which is really the whole point of this writing activity, was creating a persona. So we talked about persona and how you need to develop a persona for it. And it's true, guys. No, that's the whole point of this. And several of you, most of you actually really did accomplish this, okay? Um, For example, one wrote about a soldier. And um, although it did, it didn't necessarily pass all of the lessons of Billy Collins, I do feel like um, the the persona of a soldier was is something worth having. It would be cool if your persona is that of a, of a soldier. Um, another one has a very, again, a very environmental look. Again, this wasn't read out loud. It was very good, but it was missing a little bit of the romance of time. Um, some of you, one of you even experimented with with kind of horror slash technology, kind of like a tech horror ghost story in your in your persona writing, which was really really cool. Um, I, and I feel like what's important, good guys, is that you develop a sense of who you are as poets. And several of you did do this. Now, if if you got an X in all of these lessons, that kind of means you have to really rethink who your poetic persona is um you didn't really accomplish um telling me who you are as a poet okay so um it's something you have to work on especially moving forward you really have to have an idea of who you are as a writer um you have to care enough to know who you are as a writer otherwise everything you write it will really be weak if you don't have a clear idea of who your persona is and um, in this section, I'm actually giving um, the two students, again, we'll keep it anonymous, but the two students who really got a heart for all of the 
for all of the lessons of Billy Collins. You accomplished all of the lessons. And so these were the two students who really got the perfect score. Um, so I'm going to read it out loud. We're going to start with gold. Everything begins when reality starts its slumber. Here, mockingbirds sing and butterflies live for centuries. The scent of old books is bottled in perfumes, and sunflower meadows make the world shine brighter than gold ever could. Here, anything can happen. Things do not stay the same. One night passes by in seconds that sink to a rusty swing set simultaneously defying and succumbing to gravity. The sun overhead casts diamonds on the sea line. Another night passes by in an amusement park full not only of Ferris wheels and roller coasters, but also full of light, laughter, and hot dogs, full of companionship, full of love. My favorite is a roofless dome of unassuming height and little to no outward splendor. At the center is a shining grand piano, standing on the spotlight created by the millions of stars asking how your day went. If one looks closer, you can see a girl in a blue dress playing. Her black hair is braided but ready to break free, and the way she holds her head and shoulders makes it clear how much she wants to conceal her petite height. Her first notes are unsure and she pauses for a heartbeat, listens to another. After that, even the heartbeat would pause itself so it can listen to the music. Piano keys are black and white, but the piano and this girl and the stars make millions and millions of colors. When she ends, only the echo of the last note is there to applaud her, but to look as if a switch was flipped, the dome suddenly glows to life, now packed with velvet seats and people applauding and throwing roses. If music made millions of colors, then this moment is gold. Gold that glows, and there is cheering and glowing and gold, and everything disappears, but do not wonder why. After all, it was just a dream. The girl that faces reality again doesn't play for the stars. Instead, she plays hoping that she becomes a star. She frames the side of her face with straight black hair and tries to throw her head back a little higher. Only the faint longing for velvet and gold remains of that dream as she wishes her dog a good morning, eats oatmeal and chocolate for breakfast, decides what to read for the afternoon, and picks a new piece to learn by sunset. Her music does not sound like gold yet, but I hope it will someday. If these dreams end up being forgotten, that is nothing to wonder about. After all, we're reaching for something real, something better. Okay, a um, beautiful, beautiful piece. I love how dreamlike it is. I love how metaphorical it is. I love that um, it talks so much about the desire of this persona and also the reality that there is something even greater than what we desire. And it's the things that we have to do every day. And you have to kind of sometimes put our dreams on hold or find new dreams um, to search for something real. And that is such a beautiful poetic thing. Um, I, I love this piece very much. My one, my one critique, although it did get the perfect and it did get a heart, for all of the lessons is um it's a little bit overwritten i think it could have been a little bit simpler um i think it's so perfect and it's very literary it could have used a little balance of simplicity okay and so the song i recommend um this this writer listen to is tiny dancer by elton john um it's a perfect persona 
song. Um, it, it's the whole song is of it's writing about uh, a person, um, which is the whole point of this activity, you know. And it's very poetic, and yet it it, it balances it out with with a simplicity and with um, a down to earth feeling that makes you love the character that is being sung about more. So, Tiny Dancer by Elton John is my song recommendation, kind of like my song cure after diagnosing this piece for being amazing, but a little bit overwritten. Um, I think um, listening to Elton John's Tiny Dancer will um, will fix that tiny problem. Okay, and then the, um, we go to my favorite piece. Okay, um, this is my favorite piece. Um, I do think after reading all sixteen works, okay, this one was the most poetic. I think it would be the one that would make Billy Collins the happiest. And I will read it out loud now. What a tiring day today. The cars moved slowly like snails on a leaf as trees swayed in the breeze. The sun was setting as the clouds started to cry. The stars were barely shining and the moon was hiding. Conversations with friends were turning cold. Hellos were becoming goodbyes. It was not a good day. Why is it that when one looks away at the flying butterfly, it disappears? Just like people, aren't they? If you didn't notice them, they could be gone forever. People can cry and pretend everything will be all right. They can be jumping with joy but be broken inside. It is hard to deal with. Hugging has turned into temporary comfort. Words have turned into a nodding fest. People want to be happy, yet they stay sad. Sadness will lead to leaving. One day, someone can just go on with their day and pretend you don't exist. Today, people left. Eight years of friendship just ended with a single message. There was no reason, but there were emotions. Five years of memories forgotten, like the waves washing seashells. Emotions can burst like a balloon. Tears can run like a river. Smiles can fade like a fever. People can leave in an instant. They just drift apart and you can hold on to them, but they will let go eventually. It is confusing because should they leave or should we try to make them stay? In my case, they left when I tried to make them stay. In all honesty, it hurts really bad, but what can one do? People say to my friends that girl will be hurt one day. All she wants to do is help and be there for others. That is a bad idea. It is not a bad idea because one cannot just leave others stuck in a maze of emotions forever. Someone has to be there to guide them. Let me be that someone if only people can allow that. Just like plants who need to be watered and put in sunlight to grow and flourish, people need caring to grow. Take care of that person in your mind right now. They should not have to go through disasters alone. Like the wind that blows the leaves, people can drift away and we have no control. Just hold on to them as tight as you can before they slip away. Okay, I love this piece. I think... Um, the writer of this wrote with an open heart, and I feel like the writer of this lives with an open heart as well. And the persona is a very selfless persona. And um, the, the whole point, no, the point of uh, the name of this writing project was selfless. And um, the persona created in this piece um, really comes off, really comes across as very selfless so it's a beautiful piece there's so much pain in it vulnerability it, it checks all of the boxes guys it earns all of those hearts um it creates a persona it 
has a subject you start with and a subject you discover along the way. It has emotions without embarrassment and a love for strangers. Um, it has the romance of time, Carpe DM, where I did feel like um, by sharing the pain, the, by when the writer shared his or her pain, I, I felt it and it it made me stronger and it made me wanna like face the pain in my life as well. So it, it was very, very successful. It did make me feel very carpe diem. And so I'm ending this podcast and I'm ending this um this episode and I'm ending this lesson with my current favorite song as well. So since this was my favorite piece, um I will recommend my favorite song right now, which is Cowboy in LA um by Laney or L A N Y. Um I I, they're not my favorite band, but um, this is my favorite song right now, Cowboy in L.A. by um, Lainey or L-A-N-Y. And that is it for the lesson, guys. Now, again, if you were not, if your poem or if your piece wasn't mentioned in this episode, do go through um, what you got hearts in and what you got um, excess in, okay? Um, you, you take note of that because you can listen to the songs and really learn from it. And you can still learn from this podcast episode, even though I didn't, um, read your, your piece out loud or comment on it. Um, you, you can see what you need improvement in, um, in the different sections and you can, listen to those songs or listen to these sections and really see how you can improve especially moving forward we're only finished with one quarter we still have three more to go and these quarters will be full of writing poetry and so now that you know who your persona is for those who were successful in this um who which most of you were most of you did really create the persona throughout the quarter um, you can now kind of get ready to write poetry. And um, I really believe that we all have a poet inside of us. And it's really about just letting that poet come out. All right. And it's a lot easier to do so once you have your persona already. So I hope this podcast episode was helpful. I didn't want to just leave comments, no, um, in, in your I didn't want to just leave to leave private comments in in your work. I, I decided to create this podcast episode to help you to diagnose the the problems and to learn from each other. That's what's so cool about being in a classroom of poets. We can learn from each other. We can see the good. We can see the flaws in each other's writing. And it's a safe space. It's always a safe space in this classroom. And um, I'm so happy I still get to share music with you. So again, the Spotify playlist will be linked in the description. Um, You listen. If you didn't listen to the songs yet um, because you wanted to finish the whole episode, now is the time to listen to to the playlist where I, I don't know every song i recommend i love very much i hope you love them as well thank you so much listeners um and just remember always lit is lit <laughs>